0: Okay, everybody's got a handout now. It should say on it, small group challenge, praying like the Apostle Paul for each other. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, last time we, we talked about giving thanks for one another. This time we want to pray for each other's spiritual growth. So I don't grow. I don't get everything that god has or intends for me but what god's people pray for me Um, god sets us to work praying for one another why because he wants to answer those prayers and so in ephesians 1 here's how paul prays for the church at ephesus Uh, again giving thanks in verse 16 watch this now that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working. Of Man, I want that. I want my eyes to be opened, right? I wanna, I wanna learn, I wanna know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's pray for one another that we would have a fruitful time in the word of God. And so as you're praying for the people in your group, get your eyes on the text, and then just pray that, ask for that. Uh, Look at Philippians 1, 8 through 10, or 8 through 11. Uh, His prayer in verse nine is that our love may abound yet more and more, here it is again, in knowledge and in all judgment. You know, you can love people, In such a way that's detrimental to their edification Um, sometimes you can love people and mess them up right that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment Uh, sometimes love requires accountability well love always does but anyway Um, love may require some hard choices, okay? Sometimes love has to take a tough stand. That you may approve things that are excellent. Why? Because you can buy into things that aren't. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Why? Because you could end up living frivolously, right? And, And in a way that is offensive to the Lord, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. In Colossians chapter one, Again, it's that we'd be filled with the knowledge. Uh, It's the same, you know, it's a parallel book to Ephesians. So he's he's starting the same way and then watch how he phrases it in verse 10. Why do we need to know the will of God? You know, being filled with the knowledge of his will. Oh yeah, verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Why? Why is that a request? Well, the potential exists to walk in an unworthy way, in an unpleasing way, in an unfruitful way. Colossians 4, Epaphras understood this, and he fervently labored in prayer, look at verse 12, that you may stand mature, complete, perfect, and complete in all the will of God. Paul's prayer for the church at Thessalonica was to go edify them to perfect what was lacking in their faith. 2 Thessalonians 1. The prayer is that God would count you worthy of, his calling, of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, the work of faith with power, that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and, he, and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's have a season of prayer around um, the spiritual growth of our brothers and sisters, and then with that, skip Prayer Focus Three. We're going to we're going to actually end there tonight. But, but flip the page, look down Prayer Focus Number Four because it's related. It's related. It's a it's it, there's a connection between that and and uh, what we're praying in terms of our growth, right? Our spiritual growth, righteous living. You know, the Lord instructs us to pray together in agreement in the book of Matthew. Um, But look at what he, that's Matthew 18, but look at Matthew chapter 6. He's teaching the disciples how to pray and it's lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. That's a request that we're supposed to make. Why? Because we can fall into temptation. We can end up like these commands are here because there's a very real danger of coming up short. There's a very real danger of actually perpetrating in a way that's not pleasing to the Lord. Another command, 2 Corinthians 13, 7. Now I pray to God that you do know evil. Why? Well, because you have the potential to do evil. So I'm praying for you to know better than that. <laughs> not that we should appear approved, but that ye should do that which is honest though we be as reprobates 1 Thessalonians 5 the very God of peace sanctify you wholly i pray god your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our lord jesus christ why why You know in 2 Corinthians chapter five, you're gonna receive in your body the things done in your body at the judgment seat of Christ. I don't know about you, but that statement terrifies me. So we need to pray for those that we know are struggling, right? That they're wrestling. They're wrestling with going back and walking in the world versus walking in the spirit. Pray for those that we know are struggling. You don't have to out your brother and sister's business by name. Right? You don't have to do that. You can use some wisdom and decorum. Lord, I'm praying for my sister. You know who they are. And they're wrestling right now. Lord, and then here it is. Right, Deliver them from evil. Because God, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And it can be just that simple. Jesus prayed this way, John 17, 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Why? Well, because they they, they have a very real danger of actually perpetrating, actually partaking of that which is evil. So we need to pray for one another. We need God to open the eyes of our brothers and sisters. Amen, don't we all know somebody that is, I mean, they should be with us tonight praying for the lost. They should be with us tonight praying for our brothers and sisters, but instead, they're in the world right now. Well, man, God forbid, that we wouldn't pray for them and ask the Lord to open their eyes, to bind the enemy, his lies, the excuses for why people can get away with just going away that's right in their own eyes. Let's ask the Lord to, to, to cause all of that to be shown to our brothers and sisters that, it's, that it's, it's bankrupt, that those views come up short. Pray for those that you know have gone back into the world Let's just ask God to rescue them from a life of loss. Okay, so we want to pray for one another's spiritual growth but then we want to pray that it's just not it's just not internal growth alone, right? It's just not um, uh, it's not just the growth of the inner man but that it would work itself out in our lives that we would live uh, we would live in a way that is righteous and scriptural. So let's get in our groups let's pray for one another let's have a I mean, this is gonna be a a longer season of prayer. You've got a lot of scripture here, and and like I said, just look at what it says, translate that into a prayer, and let's pray that for one another. Let's pray like the Apostle Paul. Father, thank you for your word and and just how it shows us to, to pray for one another. Lord, over all of this, we do trust you for the promise in your word. In 1 Thessalonians 5, the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Completely holy. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we just say amen to Scripture. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Uh, Lord, you're at work in the lives of your people. Your words are very clear that you're, in Romans 8, you're conforming us to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, That one day our salvation will be manifest completely at the return of Christ. Um, We'll all be completely conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ and glorified with him. Um, But Lord, in the meantime, We're trusting you to to know how to walk in the Spirit uh, in such a way that that is pleasing and glorifying to you. That will bring you great glory. We want the world to know who you are. We want them to know you're very good. You're a good Father. You're an awesome and mighty and wonderful God. Lord, let the lost world see the reality of Jesus in us, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, so at the top of the page four, uh, praying for our coming together, our unity, uh, two very close concepts. So in Matthew 18, we're to pray in one accord. We've talked about that from time to time here. Um, But Paul also prayed for the times, you know, in, in Matthew 18, Jesus is like, if two or three are in my name, I'm in the midst, and, and uh, where two or three agree, you have what you ask, right? It shall be done of them, or for them, of my Father which is in heaven. Okay, so there's the agreement in prayer that is so critical, but then more than that, Paul prayed for times of actually coming together as God's people in Romans 1. Uh, he's praying for the ability to come to the believers there Why? Because he wants to edify them in verse 11. uh, Verse 12 says that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. So he's just praying that they as believers would be able to come together. That ought to be the cry of our heart, you know, that we'd we'd have our brothers and sisters with us, right? In chapter 15, uh, he's saying, Strive together with me in your prayers to God for me that I may be delivered from delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. What's the goal? Verse 32, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. Uh, That was the request concerning Philemon, right? Prepare me also a lodging, I'm coming to visit. For I trust through your prayers, I shall be given unto you. We need time together in fellowship. And uh, I think I put it in your notes, 1 Thessalonians 3 verses nine through 10, again, is related to that. I wanted to come and, and, and minister to them. So when we come together, when, when believers come together, it should be a time of refreshing, right? This should be a time where we're edifying one another, encouraging one another. It ought to be a time where believers, when they come together, their spiritual batteries ought to get a little charge, you know? There ought to be some encouragement. There ought to be some, there ought to be some love and grace and some faith, right, that, 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 that we get built up in, right? We get built up in the things of God, in the Word of God. So, we want to pray for that to happen. And we don't want to, we don't want to, I mean, don't underestimate this great need that we have. Don't take it for granted. Let's ask the Lord for it. God's given us, um, uh, I mean, we're in a country where we can come together without, I mean, really, without any resistance. We can assemble freely, publicly. Uh, We've got space and the peace to be able to meet and, you know, conduct our business. And and we shouldn't take that for granted. We ought to give thanks to the Lord for that. But we've got, you know, we've got brothers and sisters that aren't with us or that we need to go to. And uh, we need to encourage them. You know, some people, they quit because they get discouraged. They, um, you know, maybe they buy into how they feel or they buy into what somebody said and they didn't actually understand what was said. <laughs> and uh, they, t- they take it the wrong way, whatever it is, they get, you know, they get their nose bent and I never really understood that phrase, you got your nose bent out of joint. Does your nose have a joint? I don't know, but anyway, it happens. And then they're just off in the world, like they've got some reason or some excuse to just live for themselves in the world and, and they need to be encouraged, don't give up, right? Don't give up on God. He's not giving up on you. What's the next, be faithful, yeah. Oh, he's able. Oh, Uh, that's why I don't lead worship. Yeah, he's able, okay. Look at Romans 1 verse 12 again. You know, Paul knew that when God's people Pray to come together. God works and enables that. So Romans 1:12. Father. Let us be comforted together by the mutual faith that we share together in you and in your word. We ask it in Jesus' name that when we come together, that we'd be a people who encourage and, and edify and build up one another in the faith. Lord, use us to be your source of refreshing in the lives of our brothers and sisters. God, help us to never come to the place where we take one another for granted. Lord, let us joy and rejoice when we see one another. God, help us to be wise to confirm our gratitude for one another. Help us to be careful to to communicate and show our love for one another. God, help us to recognize the treasure that we have in our brothers and sisters and to not take it for granted. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Um, With that, you know, there's the concept of unity. When we come together, it ought to be that we have unity in Christ. And, and, um, you know, it is interesting to me. As people grow, um, you know, they're growing in the Word of God, so here... Uh, I, n- I notice it typically takes place as they're wrapping up D1. Maybe it's during Foundations uh, 2 and 3, right? They're getting trained in ministry and what it means to be a minister. Never more than a year or two in, in LFI. okay? It's in that window that you'll get insight, and you'll see deficiencies. You know, Satan will make sure, that you see the deficiencies in the people that he's pl- that that god's placed in your life satan will make sure you see every wart you smell every toot i mean like you see every flaw he will make sure that you catch it so you why so that you'll despise your brother and what people don't realize is that you're actually it's one of the ways that satan sifts people Right? He Again, he wants to get you to the point where you've got the bit in your teeth and you're just gonna do what you wanna do. Forget what God's called you, commanded you to do. In your mind, because of the deficiency of your brother or sister, you've got just cause to despise the bride of Christ. And man, we ought to not fall for that. Um, in, in, in D2, in Foundations 2, we talk about the spiritual stages of growth. And we'll talk about the young man stage, you know, the the teenage years, and and um, you know, when you're a teenager, you're like the smartest person you know. And it's because it's kind of true. I mean, your brain is maturing, um, but it's pr- like it's processing. I mean, like it it runs fast, it's sharp. Uh, you're you, you you just don't miss much, and. And because you're absorbing a ton of information, you're absorbing a lot of concepts, it's easy to mistake that for some kind of grand insight and wisdom when really all you're doing is you're, just, you're, you're getting new insights, but you haven't had a chance to process it all yet. Uh, the way that I'll describe it, you know, a young person is like a, I don't even know what a fast processor is anymore. Where are they at now, Sam? Six gigahertz? No? An I-9, that'll get it done. I'm kind of out of the loop. Okay, so you're an I-9, whatever that, okay. You're an I-9, and you are a process, I mean, you are a processing mammer jammer. If you don't know what that is, look it up. But you are, I mean, you have a lot of capacity. Everything's running quick, okay? I promise you, all the people with a little gray in their hair and their beard, I mean, some of the ladies have some gray in their beard. But, <laughs> <laughs> they're plucking it out. You just don't see it. Okay, so, sorry, ladies. Right, so anyway, um, they're, they're maybe their their processors running at a fraction of the speed that yours runs at. But man, they've got hard drives of data that you you know you just you haven't had a chance to get a hold of that yet. You haven't had a chance to process it. But what Satan does is he wants to sift that person that's growing in their faith, to try to show them how righteous they are and how everybody else is missing it. Okay, think about the example of Peter. I mean, he's literally instructing and correcting the Lord Jesus Christ to the point that Jesus has to say, get behind me, Satan. You know what Jesus told Peter? Satan's desired to sift you. I mean, before the cock crows, you're gonna deny me three times, right? But what was the promise? Satan's desire to sift you, but I prayed for you. And what happens? I mean, at the point where Peter does see it, at the point where he's converted, he's gonna strengthen his brethren, isn't he? Uh, he is gonna be such an encouragement uh, to, to, Christ, to Christ's church. Well, we, we need to pray that for our growing leaders. Amen? I mean, we got people that are, that, are, that are coming online, and the last thing that Satan wants is for them to be fruitful and start multiplying. He doesn't want that, and so what he's going to do is he's going to give them a reason to get the bit in their teeth. So they're going to find a reason to despise their brethren, and now they're justified just living for themselves in the world. Don't fall for it, right? Whenever you're tempted, at, I mean, when you're tempted to go that way, you just need to look at it from a biblical, right, a spiritual perspective and, and just, man, just say to yourself, man, homie, don't play that. <laughs> I'm gonna count for Christ. And my brother and my sister, maybe they do have a wart. There's something that smells, there's some problem. I'm gonna love them and I'm gonna encourage them. I'm gonna be used of the Lord to strengthen my brother. All right, so let's break in our groups. Let's pray for one another, right? Let's pray for us to come together as the bride of Christ. Let's pray for unity. Let's pray for our growing ministers. And then when you're done praying, you're dismissed. I love you guys. We'll see you Sunday.